0: Hello, welcome to episode seventy-one of Mifs. Dan, how are you feeling today? Pretty tired, man, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I, I will have a nap probably during the. Uh, maybe you can just rank the myths at the end on your own. Oh my god! Think, well, the thing is, though, when you when you're feeling tired, uh, it's very hard to podcast. Uh, it's like like you know, uh, there's a certain episodes where you, you're crashing, and I have to kind of finish off the episode, and uh, and you, you just don't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> In kind of, no offence That's <sighs> every episode no offense, Every episode Yeah um, Are you saying That you're not mad enough To do this podcast on your own I can do I can Sorry Because it sounds like You're complaining that When I'm not full energy You struggle uh, So what are you going to be like If I'm not over here fine, fine. Oh I know what you do You go behind my back And you get Laurel X on And she laughs at my jokes Sometimes <laughs> She did not laugh at your jokes She didn't laugh at all my she jokes She laughed <laughs> She did uh, So uh, we, we can crack We can do it though Dan, come on, let's get some energy. Come on, have some score. Let's play rubber chicken. Yeah, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, Rubber chicken. <laughs> Feeling good? Feeling good now? Okay. Non-drama students won't have a <laughs> fucking clue what we just did. Yeah, you. Well, actually we did it on a previous podcast, but didn't explain it. So, uh, hi. Uh, so. uh Right, let's start at 71 properly now. Alright, Dan, let's kick this in the bollocks. Welcome to Myths. Myths. I'm Matt Huss. And I'm Dan Rose. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Myths. Welcome to Miss. Are you feeling good today? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I've got globe of the world in front of me. That is making me realise that I am small and insignificant. Well, uh, okay. Uh, What what country uh, do you not want to go to right now? Um, Okay, without getting without making this some horrendous down roads jokes. Oh yes, please for the love of God. Oh, I'm going to Africa, and that's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it's not a long, country uh, like Ethiopia. Well, Syria, Syria doesn't appeal to me yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, which is a shame because it probably a few years ago was very beautiful. Um, Nigeria doesn't really strike me as somewhere I'd like to go. Neither does, unfortunately, a lot of West Africa. Kind of scares me. That's. To be honest, I think that's good enough for me <laughs> as a producer. I'm squealing. Uh, but a curveball country or a curveball place that I am happy never to go back to Paris. Oh, I hate Paris, don't you? Don't yet. like Paris, Adi, As bad experience. experiences. Why? Why not? Why don't you like it? I mean, do we have any listeners in Paris? I don't think we did. Actually, I don't, we have very little French viewers. Yeah, Sacré Bleu. Great, then I can carry on. uh yeah. And we, I don't know, just find it a bit, bit dirty. Feel a bit unsafe. Uh, we get harassed a lot by people trying to sell you like key rings. And oh, things. sorry. are you talking about Paris or my house? Both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to always trying to sell you a keyring, ring then. Yeah. Always queue for ages for all the attractions. I don't know, people romanticize Paris and I just don't think it's People it's literally romanticise yeah. Paris as well. It's supposed to be so That's why I try to burn out the cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have that? I don't know. I think it's okay. It's, ah, it's, it's okay. okay. It's, it's topical. It's not it's not well firstly it's not topical. It was like two months ago. <laughs> and when this goes out, less so. Uh secondly, it's uh, usually, it's either quite racist or sexist for you, so that's alright. To be honest, I'm glad you didn't say anything about Africa, so... No, I was being quite nice, actually. The culture in Africa is great, like, and it is interesting. And I know people from West Africa, and they're all lovely. It just scares me. I think I'd be scared to go there. Like, imagine little old Dan walking through the streets of Lagos. Hi, everybody! Is that how you speak of that? That's how I speak, yeah. That's how I speak when I travel. It's very delicious You sound a bit like King Minus <laughs> He would have a King Minus sound like If he was uh, in, uh, in in that situation He'd probably be like Oh yeah Imagine him going travelling He'd probably be The kind of person That's really rude To like the airline staff Yeah 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 Oh, What do you mean My bags have to go In the underside of Hi pitch What are you fucking Pointing at me for How you fucking... I know the voice Of King Minus oh. it's, Yeah Well come on then what do you mean that the bags have to go in the hold? I paid for hand luggage. <laughs> oh, but sir, you, you've got, you've three bags of hand luggage. Maybe. I know, fuck you. I was, oh, you've oh, you got all your airlines just taking my money. Don't I pay enough for the, this flight? To, this flight to Nigeria cost me £150. Well, actually, sir, that's, that's very good value for, shut up. I saw it online for thirty pounds, and then and then the, I've got free bags. I want to take my free bags on me. But sir, one of your bags weighs thirty kilograms. I'm gonna to have to charge you extra to put them in the hold. Don't you hold me? I like how King Minos, a king of Crete, uh, goes Lagos, Nigeria. Well, <laughs> he's going to uh, he's going via EasyJet as well. Yeah, <laughs> EasyJet to Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not doing well, uh, and he's just been to Paris. He hates it there, right, doesn't he? he hates he? it there. What, what did he hate about Paris? It was unsafe. Oh, you wanted to do the voice? Yes. It's full of French people! <laughs> <laughs> I like how he brought tickets to Paris and goes, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's full of minute. French people! Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with French people. I don't know, just don't, I just, I don't know. Paris is nice, I just, I think it was always cracked up to really. me. Where's the worst place you've ever been? Or the place that, maybe the, maybe the one I'm trying to say is, not that Paris is bad, is that I was very underwhelmed. Yeah, I was underwhelmed by it. What were you underwhelmed by? Um. well, I went to loads of Greek islands when I was uh growing up uh and because i uh my parents loved to go to a beach holiday, so I saw loads of those kind of islands which were kind of like they're lovely, they're calm, but nothing too much happens like, I didn't mind turkey that much it was just it was fine if you know what I mean it's just another place if you know what I mean there wasn't anywhere' that's culturally special if you know what I mean um Uh yeah, everywhere else has been, but that's the worst it gets really. I've never had any bad holidays, and even the places which were weird and a little bit scary, like Moscow, it was still fascinating. If you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's all good. But you're not allowed back to Russia now, are you? Because of the incident in Moscow. Uh, what what allegations are you talking about? Didn't you? We can edit this out. Didn't you kill a guy in Moscow? Never on the podcast They can trace it back Oh shit okay. But then again It might get its extra viewers So Listeners <laughs> Keep it in if you want to Yeah but I just was wondering what, It's true isn't it what, what do you know about it Well I know that you Didn't you get in a taxi Uh huh And the guy was like Where do you want to go And you like sarcastically said uh. My hotel <laughs> <laughs> Yeah And then he recognised you As Matt Haas Famous from oh, this podcast the, Yeah, he would recognise you from the Fringe, hadn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah. And, um, he supported my indicators And he was from York York Yorkshire Which is weird But he works as a taxi driver now in Moscow He what? said, oh Matt, I've seen you in Fringe And then you were like And you just were really rude to him You were like, oh, you see me in Fringe, have you? Shut up, Mr Taxi Driver Take me to my hotel And what a stupid Russian accent you got Yeah And he was like, alright, don't need to be rude And then you stabbed him to death <laughs> All that story's true. Joyce, I thought you were going to go for a special, like, secret agent, nerve agent kind of joke, but no, you just went No, up. I didn't. I went, I did not I'm too tired to be funny today. I think you i found wearing some special trousers for you today. What the oh, no, no. god. <laughs> no, you're not. I am, because uh, I'm wearing my danger trousers. Do you know why I call them my danger, danger trousers? Why do you your danger trousers? because uh, they ha- they're they very close to ripping in the butt area, and I can't really wear them out in public that much, because I want to wear them on stage, but my biggest fear is that if I go on stage, do a lunge, they might rip on stage. So I'm wearing them for you today, and uh, shall I do some lunges to see if my trousers split? Mm, it's okay. <laughs> I think I have to, Have I talked about that time, my shorts split when I was paddleboarding in, a- in Coffs Harbour, Australia, and I had to paddleboard past loads of children, and my whole... Penis and arsehole was exposed Really? It. Yeah And then you stabbed the man to death <laughs> <laughs> It was mortifying well, Did they comment? Well I was like trying to paddleboard whilst holding my shorts together Oh my god And I decided How that How it rip? And I decided that it was better for members of public to see my bottom area Than my genital, testicular, Wait, penile area But you were in a canoe I Was not a paddleboard? Oh paddleboard! Wait, as it, like standing up? Standing up paddleboarding. Gotcha. Because I thought you were in a really canoe. I was like, that's quite easy. Yeah. Okay. So I grabbed the front to hold the front together, but that meant that the back was kind of blowing in the wind. But I thought that was better than having yeah. the front because that's in cheeky. Because that, I think a buttock can be slightly cheeky. Uh, but and it, yeah, if people see it, they're like, "Oh, that guy's ripped his trousers." Just saw a bit of his bum cheek. Yeah. If they're like, "Oh, that guy's ripped his trousers," but why is he continuing to paddleboard with his penis fully out? Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you want to see my dindra rip? Do you want to see it? Yeah. Okay. Let's have a look. So, oh, I can't see it now, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty, pretty nice. Oh, it is it's pretty... Turn around. What? Yeah. I'll, I'll bend over and see. Okay. Oh, that is close to going. Yeah, 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 yeah. You. Yeah. Describe it to the listeners. It looks like... <laughs> I bent over like a... Uh, it looks like he has a vagina. <laughs> 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 it doesn't just look like I got one install it myself Uh, yeah uh, it's pretty like yeah that's good yeah that's (laughs) 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 good touch just touch my nut by (laughs) accident sorry about that Uh, yeah yeah, that's going to rip at some point that's going to be hilarious so I think when we're marking it at the end we should do some lunges (laughs) do I ever tell you the story of me doing um, I did a preview in Newcastle in November and at the end I did a uh, I danced reading to Proud Mary uh, and Because I, uh, I said I'd do it at the end uh, People laughed, but I did that at the end I was like, dancing across tables, I was going crazy And I was doing, like, doing some sort of lunges And my trousers split open during the lip sync <laughs> it, was, it was actually There's a gif of me on the internet going Like that, it's great It's very funny Very visual though, so you will enjoy it Podcast listener But also, Dan, I've had A bit of a weird week so what myth are we doing? <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> I showed you my, my rip and everything as well. i don't do that to all the podcast covers. Yeah, no. You only have one other podcast. Other podcasts you do with yourself. Uh, well, I do it with a guest. I don't just interview myself. No, but also you can't do it just yourself. Well. Prove to me that none of the guests you have on Drunken... Well, it's not called the Drunken Podcast, no, is it? It's called Miss, podca- <laughs> Matt's podca- a, Matt's miss Podcast. Matt's Podcast. Matt's Podcast. Matt interviews himself. Friends with Matt? What's it called? You know it. I actually can't remember. Oh, wow. Friends with Matt. I like it. Matt's uh, friends. Matt interviews people he likes. Matt Hoss. Matt Hoss introduces people he likes. Matt Hoss talks to people, people he likes. Matt Hoss talks to people he likes. <laughs> <laughs> Miss talks Matt Hoss cat fever time. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, how do we know that isn't just yourself doing accents? Well, have you heard me do accents? Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. That <laughs> uh, exhibit A, and, uh and the rest. Yeah, so there's there's all that, um, but uh, all right. So uh, that's that's just that was a weird intro. I covered everything. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, uh, let's let's go and do a brand new and the final saga of our Greek myths. Here we go. Hey there, my name is Matt Haas, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of myths podcasts in small doses. Dan, it's the beginning of the end. By which I mean we're doing uh, the last ever thing. This is the last thing in the world. Last thing in the world. What imagine it's apocalypse and you're like you you see the bomb just about to explode, you've got about an hour left, right? Left on the earth. What is the last thing you do? I would probably uh, if you're wondering why I'm asking him a question after the podcast jingles, because I'm filling for time because the Word document hasn't loaded. So, dank. <laughs> <laughs> Um I would probably... I'd like to think I'd message some people just saying, like, hey... Thanks for all the good times. No, you not. Like, I love you. When you're not spring for I love you at that point. Oh, no. It's not my <laughs> character, is it? <laughs> Didn't it feels, like him that much. It was wrong till uh, suddenly whip uh, out I love you and everyone be like that sounds fake, he's never told me he loves me. And then I think, I don't, they, I don't think they that's they know a little... it. They know it. Then, <laughs> Imagine being that like you go, Oh Dan's text me in his final moment he's text me. Fucking liar. Uh, like I, I would know. probably whether it's raining or not or whatever, I would probably go outside and just really just soak up the wind, and the smells, and the nature. sounds, and nature. Um, maybe I'd murder someone just to, <laughs> just to see how it feels. What well, I'd recommend, go to Russia, and you're actually a Yorkshire taxi driver. Uh, maybe I'd... I don't know what I'd do. Anyway, you don't need listen to... Listen to some music? You could listen to some really beautiful music. Transcend on Some music. Max. What would you listen to? Something like not Philip Glass, Max Richter, something like that. Like a really... Imagine if you're... A really minimalist... Yeah. i listen to Queen. Because I am a Show sure, Must Go On would be a good one to listen Aww. to. As you're watching Actually, I the think it, sky I, rain down upon you. I think it would be It's a Beautiful Day reprise into track 13. Uh, and you're just kind of there uh, transcending into time and space. It's nice, poetic. Have you found your word document? Yeah. I have found it. Uh, it's... Very slow, but it's there. Wait a minute! Is it spelled Spelt with an A. What? What? Yeah. Are you joking me? Yeah. I what? thought it was the e in the. I've always assumed in my head it would have been with an I. That's blown my oh, mind. Sorry, that's that has blown my right. goddamn mind. Let's pause here for a sec. We are going to be doing uh, for the final time uh, for the final kind of series we're doing and the final miss we're doing for the Greek and Roman canon. We're doing the Aeneid. and how is it spelled, Dan? With an A. Yeah, but spell it out. A E, Neid. He's such a fucking prick. A-E-N-E-I-D. Uh, the Aeneid. And Aeneas, our protagonist and hero, is called... It's spelled A-E-N-E-A-S. I a- honestly thought it was Aeneas. Aeneas. Aeneas, as in like with an I. Uh, no. Aeneas. So, uh, just to cl- This is what my classic teacher said to my class, uh, just before we started learning it. and you're 10 or 11, he goes, OK, guys, because we'll all be reading out from in a book, just to clarify from the get-go... His name is Aeneas. Aeneas. Don't say anus, okay? Because it looks a bit like anus. Does look like anus. And on the first line, uh, Martin... <laughs> I shouldn't say his full. Ma- a really dweeby boy... I just said it full name. <laughs> Martin... <laughs> a, <laughs> a dweeby boy called Martin. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying... Right, I'm going <laughs> to censor it now, so... Martin... Martin... <laughs> the fucking dweeb that he is, right? Who... Yeah, <laughs> <yes. yeah. laughs> Um, as it turned out, we've got a taxi cab in in, in Russia. Uh, he uh, he said, uh, um, "So uh, Virgil's anus, <laughs> quite funny." Uh, written by Virgil, uh, it's an epic poem. Pretty much what it's like. It's um, it's the Roman equivalent of both the Iliad and the Odyssey. So the first section, the first six books, are very much like the Odyssey in trying to find a journey. The other part is the warfare, like the Iliad as well. So it's it's um. It was written by Virgil under uh, the patronage of Augustus, and basically with propaganda uh, basically claiming that Augustus uh, came from these royal descents as well. Yes. So it's basically creating a fake mythological background for Augustus whilst he was alive. And Virgil's really interesting, but we won't get too much into that. Uh, so this is Roman. Roman. Interesting. And there's a lot of things which happen in here which uh, don't really make much sense mythologically, but they are to reflect what's happening in the current day Rome. And to oh. say how good Augustus is. Okay. So it's more propaganda than we usually. have. Oh, okay. It's more political. It's a custom historical. Mi- yeah, it's a custom main myth. Uh, and and uh, Virgil died before he finished making it, but it does kind of. It's about the same length as the Odyssey as well. And but it kind of finishes it up anyway. Um, so are you ready to go? I'm ready. So I so say this is gonna be a series uh, uh, because it's Roman. Are we gonna have to translate a lot of gods into Greek ones? Because I feel like we do a lot more. We've done a lot. Typically, over the last few, well, lots of episodes, um, we're I'm much more comfortable with the Greek gods and what they do. Yeah, we will. I think we know what they. But you'll we'll, um, we'll pick it up quite easily. Yeah. I think there's a couple of main players anyway, so you'll pick them up quite nice. Um, but um, yeah. So bear in mind that it's kind of Roman propaganda, but uh, not like true down through it. But there's. Uh, Moments, and uh, I've studied said Virgil's Need quite a lot. So, and uh, this is my my textbook from as a teenager. Nice, uh, and it's quite worn. Uh, but yeah, it's something I like quite a lot. Uh, and the first line, which is really important, is "I sing of arms and of the man fated to be in exile." So basically, saying uh, that arms is the uh, allusion to uh, the Iliad, and the man being the odysseus, uh, the one person, the journey as well. So. Uh, this, uh, yeah, so again, it's going to be quite a lot of myths on this situ- situation So, should we just begin? Yeah So, Virgil starts off by tell- saying that he will tell the story of Aeneas uh, Who has fled from Troy and is fated to eventually reach Latium in Italy Where he will found a race that will one day build Rome Aeneas won't find Rome and salt, but he will start the lineage and start that journey yes. as well um, as We know he's founded Rome Yes, and that's, that's again, Romulus and Remus as well, that's part of that mythology as well. Uh, but Aeneas' journey is made difficult by the gods, and in particular Juno, the queen of the gods, otherwise known as? Hera! Perfect. Virgil wonders why Juno hates Aeneas, who is famous for his piety, because Aeneas is known as a quite a nice guy, he's a very good leader, pious, but Juno hates him. He asked the muse Calliope, the goddess of the arts, to tell him more about the source of her anger. Uh, so there's a couple of reasons why Juno hates Aeneas, but we'll get into the story in a second, but we'll go into this background. So firstly, uh, Virgil talks about Carthage, Juno's favourite city, a rich and old Phoenician settlement located in North Africa, Monday, Tunisia. Juno wants Carthage to one day rule the world, uh, but she has heard that a race of men descended from the Trojans are fated to destroy Carthage. And that's... Uh, so the Romans uh, had a big war with Carthage. I think it was with Hannibal and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, this was after it, and so Rome had won. But what he's doing is making those links to it as well. So Juno in the future knows that Rome is going to destroy Carthage. But... Um, there isn't like, Rome at this point, so yeah. So, so that's why uh, she she hates the Trojans because uh, Trojans uh, Aeneas starts it essentially the Romans so that's reason number one why Juno hates them number two uh, uh, in addition Paris a Trojan prince was once asked to judge between the most beautiful goddesses and chose uh, Venus over herself and Minerva uh, the judgment of Paris in the Iliad we did that yeah. Uh, so that's number two so she hates Trojans for those two reasons and the funniest of the reasons, kind of, is that Juno remembers that her husband, Jupiter, once ran off of a Trojan prince uh, and a shepherd named Ganymede. <laughs> Do you remember that? I uh, remember. Uh, Jupiter, <laughs> a.k.a. Zeus, uh, ran and- off of Ganymede, type of <laughs> He stole a five-year-old kid and used him as his sex slave in Mount Olympus. And Juno's annoyed by it. <laughs> and Juno was annoyed by it. <clears throat> Juno gets annoyed by a lot of things in Greek mythology. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm with her on that one. And yeah, that. that's indifferent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh so Juno despises the Trojans and she's making it impossible for them um for them and for years to come in Latium as well. She but the thing is though so she understands fate and fate's a big part of the Aeneid. So uh Aeneas is just, uh destined to found Rome. That's gonna happen, but uh she can make his troubles more difficult along the way. So the Trojans are trying to because uh, their home is destroyed after the the war. They're trying yeah. to find refuge and find a new home. The Trojans are sailing near Sicily. Juno angrily recalls a time when Minerva, uh, who are, who's Minerva? Is? Who is the equivalent of Minerva? I believe that is um, what's what's her face? Um, Artemis. It must be Artemis. Yeah, Artemis. yeah, it is, isn't it? God of, hun- God of hunting. Yeah. Oh, is it? Wait. Was it Love? Uh, no, 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 Athena? No, Athena was Venus. It's, no, it's Aphrodite a Af- is a is it yeah, is it's Athena yeah it is Athena I think Minerva's Athena I think. Aphrodite. We should, I think Aphrodite's this is 71 we should know this by now right yeah uh, we don't really do Roman gods yeah, all, they're always translated into we always do the Greek ones yeah I think Minerva's Athena I think. okay if not sue me uh, uh, so Juno prideful about her power wonders why she can't do the same Juno goes to Aeolus the wind god who keeps the winds in his dungeon which is not a euphemism for his bowels she asks Ae- Aeolus to send winds to sink the Trojan ships, and in return promises him a beautiful nymph for a wife. Aeolus, because he's lonely, immediately agrees. And since Juno is the most powerful goddess uh, and unleashes the east, west, and southwest winds against the Trojans. Can you do a reenactment of the winds? Uh, let me do it with the doors of, the, of his dungeon opening. Which is not But. And at this point, Dan's having a stroke. <laughs> good, that was good. That was, like, that was like Lord of the Rings-like. It was Thank, really... you. Thank you. Like an audiobook. Any right? more sound effects? Get... Yeah, okay. Well, uh, can you do a... Um... I meant kind of, in as we do no, it. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to give you a couple of... Can you do uh, a sound of golf ball being hit? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, can you do... That was not good. That was good. Can you do... Um, uh, some uh, like a, a western revolver going, on. like um, a cowboy walking into a saloon, people stopping and people shooting. A cowboy walking into a saloon. Yeah. So it'd be like, it'd be like. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to know that uh, it's nice to know that cowboys in the Wild West had artillery <laughs> fire. And finally, can you do the sound effects of uh, Matt Horst winning the Edinburgh Fringe Comedy Award? And the award for best comedy joke here at Edinburgh Fringe goes to... Matt Horst! Thank you, thank you. Um, I'd just like to say that um, I had a great time, um, you know what I mean? Uh, I had a a really good time, and uh, do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, Thank you. I love you. (laughs) A lot of things to pick up. (laughs) Firstly, accurate. uh, Have you read my speech? (laughs) <laughs> it's thank you, thank you. I really, uh, I th- it's, oh, I really good. I really good. Oh. And also, I like how I say I love you at the end of my speech, but you wouldn't even say it at the end of the world. <laughs> oh, in that, but uh, I wasn't saying I love you for, for giving you a award, it's because you've seen a girl in the audience that you like. Oh, yeah, that and makes sense. sense, yeah. And it's in, a show about love and romance, yeah, so yeah, very nothing. Yeah. Okay, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, any more? What were we doing again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has just unleashed his wind. He's the wind. Yeah. Matt, the winds blast the Trojan ships and Aeneas prays to the gods. Imagine that, like, uh, uh, oh, there's a storm coming. Well, hi, Jupiter, it's me. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a yeah. wrong time to pray, mate. Uh, he then wishes that uh, he could have died at Troy, killed by Achilles, just as Hector was. Aeneas thinks that the Trojans who died defending Troy were many times more blessed than he is, who survived only to have no home. Meanwhile, his men's ships, 11 are mentioned, crash in the shallows and begin to sink. Uh, so he basically, he wished he died with um, Kleos and honor uh, rather than just drowning in a sea yeah. nameless. The situation is desperate but then Neptune, aka Poseidon, the god of the ocean who gives terrible gifts, noticed that the storm is happening and recognising it as his sister Juno's work. Because he's a little bit annoyed here because like the winds are shaking up his sea quite a lot and it's... If that, He's messing up your Aeolus, this pretender. He's messing up your domain, you know what I mean? So he's getting a bit pissy. Yeah. About it. Uh, so he angrily commands the winds to return to Aeolus and proclaims that he, uh, Neptune, is the lord of the ocean. Neptune then calms the sea, just as a politician might calm an angry crowd. And then the sun comes out. It's just occurred to me that Pers- to- Pers- Neptune and Juno, or you know, Poseidon and Hera... Um, Juno to Neptune is his sister and sister-in-law. Yeah. It's kind of messed up, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you want to know a bit about... Yeah. That's what happens when brothers marry sisters. You know, it's very interesting. That's a reference. to that. song, thing. yeah. They, they get it. I'm not sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're tuned out by now. Uh, so, the, uh, the exhausted Trojans land their seven remaining ships at a cove in Libya, and Akartes, uh the right-hand man of Aeneas, starts a fire. Akartes... By the way, in the whole of Aeneid, doesn't have any speaking lines whatsoever. There's a couple of people in the who are very vital, but they don't say a single word. And also I think Accadi is might be more than just a right-hand man, if you know what I mean. He's left-handed? Yes. <laughs> He's left hand right hand man. Uh so uh, Akartes uh starts a fire, Aeneas hangs up a mountain to try and save any of his other shipsmen get out on the water. instead, he spots a herd of deer he shoots seven of them, one for each of the ships, so already he's good been mass. resourceful right Bam. yeah you know I mean? yeah, thank you for the good mass uh so returning with the deer to feed his men, Aeneas gives a stirring pep talk. he recalls their difficulties uh in the past, which we'll get on to uh 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 and he says this, a joy it will be one day, perhaps to even remember this, which is basically saying, in book three, we'll talk about it. Game on. Uh, uh, it's weird to have a a callback to a thing that hasn't happened yet, but anyway. He says the fates have determined that they will manage to reach Italy, so they should cheer up. Though Aeneas privately worries and grieves, he fakes a positive attitude to the his men. They eat and miss they drowned friends. Sorry, they eat, comma, and miss their drowned friends. I thought it was like they eat, then eat their uh, drowned friends. Salty. Uh, so, what do you think of me so far then? He's like a nice guy. Yeah, he's pretty chill. Pretending to be positive, even though he's terrified that they're shipwrecked on an island that's and they're pretty, all going to die. That's pretty good leadership, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he knows the gods are angry with him. That's never a good place to be. And uh, I think that I'm quite a good leader of this podcast because. When you look at a globe of Africa as a co host, I have to remain positive, but as a producer, I'm shitting myself, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. you know I'm pretty good for that, aren't oh, I? You are actually, yeah. Can you give me five good facts about myself? You know, you do this, the amount of times you ask me this on a podcast. I just want compliments, and you don't give me enough. Oh, Matt, uh, you have really good eyesight. Who said that? Yeah, go on. Uh, how many things am I holding up? Two. See, uh, you yeah, really good eyesight. Yep, we're a good driver. Oh, thanks. And um, a fiercely loyal friend. <laughs> you said that with such gravitas as well. I was like, oh, am I at the Senate? This is nice. There we go. No. Jupiter and Venus watch the scene from the heavens. Venus asks Jupiter when there will be an end to Aeneas' suffering. Jupiter tells her not to worry and foretells more of Aeneas' fate. So this is, this is so um, we won't see this happen in the Aeneid, but this is kind of what's going to happen, essentially uh, after Aeneid, and what's his fate to be? So this is really important to know. Aeneas will reach Italy and found Lavinium. Lavinium. You're always undermining me in front of the podcast viewers. Hey, don't want... listeners? <laughs> and that's how you call yourself undermining. Aeneas will reach Italy and found Lavinium. But he will have to battle the Italian locals first. Aeneas will then rule for three years. And after his, his death, his son, Ascanius. Ascanius, will rule for 30 years. After 300 years, Romulus and Remus, sons of a mortal priestess, and Mars will be born. And Romulus will found Rome, which will endure indefinitely. Hey, Dan, if you wanted to know about more about Romulus and Remus, where which episode could you listen to? I would go to the episode where we did the myth of Romulus and Remus. Yeah, but w- what number episode is um, um, I don't know how you remember the numbers. <laughs> We've done seventy-one of these. How can you possibly remember which one's which? Okay, uh, you give me you test, and I will say uh, you I mean, give me. You number know or, the answer, don't you? Yeah, twenty-five. Five. Oh, what? For a random number. I'll see if I can remember. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Now that is a good one. I. Th- Oh, I think that is I'm better with names Okay, so I think Argonauts? I think Argonauts Part 3 Should we check? Should we check? We'll check later oh, let's, let's check now, I think Then we can cut this bit out Why do you think it is? Just for kind of levity's sake <laughs> What well, do I think 36 is? Well, that's terrible So mine would be an absolute guess Yeah, the Argonauts is probably about right But I, could, I don't know which one they uh... Is it not the first episode of the Argonauts? Is that your submission? Yeah, I think it's the first part of the Argonauts. No, I don't think that's correct, because I think episode 38 is the Laura Lex episode. Too many episodes. Look, look Let's read out some of our reviews whilst we're on the page. There, <laughs> it's 36. 36. Eight. Oh, it's What yeah. is Close. It's Agamemnon. Oh, that sucks. Do you want to do another one? Because I feel bad now. I've I lost my street cred. What other ones? Another number. Fifty. Fifty was uh, Thesis 2, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See how fast that is? Because I'm always working, my friend. I'm going to edit out the one I missed. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. Uh, so, getting back to it. So, uh, after, after Romans from Remus, uh, what, ha- what will happen? Even Juno will change her mind and love Rome. Eventually, Julius Caesar will bring peace. He will close the gates of war and bind discord with a hundred knots. So, after the death of Julius, he, well, he, um, yeah, I think he stopped war. Propaganda again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, again, it's trying to... It's, like, historical. It's, for the first time, it's been peace and prosperity, because there was a civil war between uh, Mark Antony and Cleopatra and uh, Augustus, Augustus won, uh, and then he's trying to create, like, the stability in Rome as well, like, uh, which is, it's... Very honourable, and he does a good job of it. Um, but also, Ascanius, uh, uh, Aeneas' son, also has different names. like There's Aeolus and Neolus as well, uh, and that's obviously in reference to Ulysses. Nice. Cool. See, there's so much shit. There's, it's, this is quite segmented already, do you think? Yeah. Jupiter then sends the god Mercury to make Dido, the queen of Carthage, and her people be friendly and hospitable to the Trojans. So Jupiter's realising... Oh, okay, let's help him out a little bit. Uh, so, Aeneas and... So Mercury is the messenger god? He is. Just to let you know. Hermes. Yeah, Aene- Aeneas and... Achates Thank you. Aeneas and Achates go into the woods, and bum-bum... What? I'm joking. And then he's <laughs> the going like, to the woods. I, what happened there was like I, I don't see that on there. <laughs> and <there's laughs> an Sinocardi's going to the woods where they come upon a, a virgin warrior who is uh, actually Venus in disguise. But when it says come upon a virgin warrior, it just mean in an Athena way where Sphaius wipes off and come. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they see a, a sexy lady warrior, mm. but it's his mum. So it's a Freudian nightmare. Yeah. Venus tells them about Dido's past. Okay. How her greedy brother Pygmalion, king of Tyre, killed Dido's husband. Shakaeus Sh- Shakaeus for his wealth Okay, just pause it here for a sec fucking love Pygmalion. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Venus is there because uh, they're in the woods and about to go to Carthage Dido's the queen of Carthage as mentioned uh, and uh, Venus is trying to prep him as much as possible to go in there so he knows how to react how to sort out uh, and with Dido in, I don't think he tells us about it here but uh, Dido was the queen of uh, Tyre uh, but with Syracuse, Pygmalion killed her for the wealth, and she was a fugitive. She took all of her family from Greece, uh, uh, and basically uh, they saved them. and They uh, they left. It was Tyre, and they went to Carthage, and uh, she founded Carthage there because she um, she bought. She was uh, went to the people who owned the land and goes, Oh, I want to buy this land if that's okay, and because she was a woman, like, Hey, yeah, we we farmers, we will give you we'll give you the land. We'll give you the land of a cow's hide. So they essentially. A cow's skin's worth. And uh, they were like, ha, 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 take that, you woman. But what she did, she thinned it so, like, she cut it cut in, like, in circles, so it, it thinned out as much as possible. And she created this massive city out of it. And they were like, fair and they gave her the city. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That is not it its pretty cool. So she's a refugee, very smart, very productive as well, as we've seen in the second. So that's a little bit more about Dido. When she learned what had happened from the ghost of her dead husband, Dada led her friends to escape For and found the city of Carthage. I was letting you carry on because I don't want Because right you always do You're this. You're such a prick. Why didn't you tell me? A woman leads them all. Aeneas then recounts his difficult journey and laments his drowned men. But Venus stops him and tells him the lost ships have arrived safely at the harbour of Carthage. Mine was better. Yours was better. Venus reveals herself and then makes Aeneas an Actes. A Carthage. Fuck invisible by covering them in a dense mist so they can travel safely into Carthage. So this has a lot of ringing bells for him in the Odyssey where... Odyssey, he was covered in a dense mist as well. Just kind of like, so there's not just two intruders, you know what I mean? Yeah. As he walks through Carthage, Aeneas envies the productive and happy town with its workers building up the city like busy bees. On the walls of a temple to Juno, Aeneas sees a depiction of the Trojan War to a large temple of Juno. I really messed it up, didn't so, I? So basically, there's a large temple of Juno. On it is a depiction of the Tro- Trojan War, including images of Priam, Achilles, Hector. And uh, they're mm. amazed and comforted that there um, are that of the people known throughout the world. He says, Even here, the world is a world of tears and the burdens of immortality. Moral- I needed. Oh, you did all of that. You had to do all of that. Yep. Didn't have any source material in front of me. Oh, be good, except from Amazing an Bible Timeline. <laughs> Dido then arrives at the temple and is not only beautiful but shows herself to be a capable leader. Ooh, what Aeneas, know? who's still invisible, is <laughs> astonished to see friends whom he thought had drowned standing next to Dido. Wait, hold, hold. He listens as one of the Trojans describes their past struggles and Aeneas's bravery declares their peaceful intentions and asks if they can rebuild their ships at Dido City so that his friends that he thought are drowned are actually just chilling in Carthage? yeah, because they arrived safely so that's quite nice um although uh so Dido's very beautiful. what's she look like, Dan describe it to me what's she sound like? um it is I Dido oh nice yeah Keith tw- what do it to me oh give me that give me that cow's heart now. Make it silly for you. Can you say, Matt, you've just won the end of a comedy award? Matt, you just won the end of a yeah, comedy award. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so, uh, but people talk really nicely about this and because uh, uh, what I would like to see more in Greek myths is people talking shit about other people behind the back, if you know what I mean? Like, uh, Jesus Christ, have you seen Pygmalion? He's just been touching that door all the time, you know what I mean? And... That sorry, if you don't remember you me, me uh listen back to the Wheat Wicks challenge. That's that's our episode. Episode <laughs> guy, eight. Guy has sex with a statue. And uh yep, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much it. it. Anyway, uh Dido <laughs> Do Did you know if you put an L in Dido <laughs> You get Dilido Dilido, yeah. <laughs> that's the stupidest joke I've ever told. <laughs> Dido uh, generally offers them land <laughs> and help in finding Aeneas. Just then, the mist of invisibility breaks away, revealing them, and Venus uses her powers to make Aeneas to look extra handsome. Ooh la la. Aeneas praises Dido, and she welcomes him and calls for a grand feast. Akartes leaves to retrieve gifts from Dido uh, for Dido of beautiful clothing and jewels. Um... Uh, yeah, so again, this is Xenia, so uh, she's welcomed them into her home, she's been a great guest, they're also giving uh, gifts back as well. Uh, so, uh, we we see a lot of meddling with the gods here, because we, uh, uh, before they go for a uh, grand feast, uh, where this happens, Venus, still concerned about Juno's wrath and mistrustful of Carthaginian hospitality, sends Cupid, her son, and uh yeah aeneas's half brother yeah uh, disguised as Aeneas' son Ascanius to f- make Dido fall in love with Aeneas, she does this because like uh she doesn't want her um what well, uh, she doesn't want Juno to get to Dido first if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so she makes Dido fall in love with him so at the feast uh a Cupid is uh, disguised as Ascanius, Cupid brings the gifts to the feast, sits in Dido 's lap and chants her. And making her forget about her beloved Sicaeus as she falls in love with Aeneas. Then, Virgil describes this love as po- uh, uh, this love is poison and fire, and saying that Dido is doomed. The Trojans and their host drink and make merry together and listen to music. This is just before Dido asks Aeneas to tell the whole story of his seven years of wandering. But we'll get onto that in the next chapter, in episode 72. And it's that's, and that's time to wrap it. Game. What did you think of the first part? It's interesting. I saw a lot of parallels with the Odyssey. Yeah. Particularly the ending. It's like, you, present day, this is happening. And it, Odysseus, of course, he finds those people, doesn't he? That's the Venetians. present day, the Venetians. Venetians in, yeah. And then they say, hey, buddy, where have you come from? And he says, oh, do I have some stories? And then through his stories we go backwards to find out what's happened and that's basically what's happening here. At present day, he's in Carthage and someone's gone, what have you been up to the last seven years? And he's like, ah, let me tell you. Something. Let me tell you. And then we we'll assume we're going to find out all about monsters and shizzle. Yes. And uh, so, uh, as I said, in the first section is, all, is uh, essentially all about um, like, the the Odyssey and stuff like that so there's essentially Virgil's made his own parallels like he's kind of creating his own Odyssey he rips it off quite a lot but it's more of an homage to it it's less of like ripping off because we'll see some familiar characters in in this as well nice and uh, some uh, locations as well because I think in the timeline uh, Aeneas and uh, Odysseus are around the same points as well so it's quite interesting Uh, so uh, we what, what do you so we yeah, so where do you think it's going to go from here, then? Well, I imagine we'll hire that he went on this incredible... I'm sure there are going to be monsters and cyclopses and horses and witches and magic and death and probably some sexy times. I hope so. With gods and nymphs and all of the mythical creatures that Odysseus and, the, and even the Argonauts encountered. Mm-hmm. They all seem to encounter the same. They all get pretty lost, all of these guys. Yeah. The gods are probably going to meddle, but ultimately he's probably going to find his way back home and be happy. Well, uh, well, you trying to find this town, I guess. Uh, but uh we, we, so we rank uh, each section to so every episode uh, on its own merits, uh, and we're going to rank it out of forty as per usual. And uh, we start with life skills. Dan, uh, what do you think? More practical things we learn today. We learn how to make someone fall in love with us. How to make someone fall in us. How to make an invisible mist. Yes. Oh, that's another thing we didn't talk, and this might go in WTF, right? They're in this mist. Firstly, the people of Carthage don't see a mist whatsoever, right? They just, mm. uh, apparently, that's fine, just a random mist walks in, and two men are chatting quite loudly as well. Like, uh, hey, I can I don't think this person can see me. It's like, I can hear you, dude, you know what I mean? Um, but also, when they reveal themselves, they're just in the middle of the city. So if they're just like... Appear out of nowhere if you know what I mean It's like Ta-da It's like That's weird though No one was like "Um, What have I just seen Yeah exactly It's odd Good Good uh, Good kind of like Surprise though Uh, We learn how to be hospitable Yes We learn how to crash our ships We learn how to crash ships We learn how to hunt deer We learn how to uh, Hike up mountains Inspire our men Yeah. learn how to pray to the gods we learn um, How to make wind in a dungeon? Yep. We learnt how to tell someone off if they're spoiling your sea. Yep. Yeah. We learnt how to... Um, uh, we learnt more about Ganymede's kind of tight butthole. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we, we wrote young Boy. Uh, sorry, I mean, life skills, I forgot about that. Uh, I think there's quite a lot. Quite a lot of men burning, crashing ships, yeah, building ships. Building, making fires. Um, it's quite a nice start to it. It's, it's obviously a good. seven. Yeah, I'm a, I'm happy with that. Oh, is Morals, it no, it's the same. Okay, yeah. Morals. Take it through. She's angry at Zeus, and she's taken it out on someone else. That's a bad moral. What do you mean, Juno? She's been really hard. To, oh, Juno bit. and Aeneas, yeah. not, not Zeus. Oh, she's annoyed at Zeus, but Yeah. She's annoyed at sorry, Zeus because got... she's taken it out on Aeneas. And that's what... yeah. Um, yeah, you're right there. Um, we also see that is it okay for Venus to meddle in the life of someone like Dido to for the gain of her son, if you know what I mean? She's affecting the lives of a lot of people here, if you know what I mean, not just Dido's. Is that morally reprehensible? Who knows? We'll find out, I suppose. Um, uh, is it okay to... I guess like, I guess what's quite nice is Aeneas always look after his men. The first thing he does is checks for his men and supplies for them as well. And... Even at his own cost, he cares for them. Apart from that, not too much. Uh, I think there's seeds for a further morality, but maybe like a five. Yeah, I was gonna go five. Yeah. Pretty down the middle. Creativity! Pretty creative, matt. Yeah. Well there are ships. Yeah. There are ships. There are more ships. There are people in ships. Yes. There are deer. Uh, there's mountains Shipwrecks Carthage Gods meddling Gods meddling People stranded People finding people That they thought were stranded Invisibility There's special powers Also talk To talk about The narration as well We also refer back To Virgil quite a lot Yeah Like the narratives Within narratives Yeah he, Well in all fairness Virgil's just telling The narrative But Virgil kind of uh, Has a side to the audience That's quite if You know what I mean uh, which is yeah, I think, uh, and also the fact that, again, for the whole of this series, we're going to be alluding to Rome, current day Rome, quite a lot. So there will always have a bit of creativity there. I think. Are oh, the Julius re- Caesar propaganda? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we can see how there's quite a lot of it in this one. Um, we also have Dido as well. Her, uh, her, yeah, her, her backstory, backstory. yeah, cowhide and all that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say six. I think 6 Oh it's a 7 cause it's quite a Actually probably 7, seven, really a seven There's seven. a lot of Yeah yeah 7 We'll change it to 7 Uh, WTF Uh, Wouldn't say it's crazy Gods Meddling Aeolus in the Wind uh, Ailis in the Wind Cupid Enchanting Dido I think that's a little creepy Yeah it's freebie. pretty messed up Yeah Apart from that Not Not really anything To be honest It's uh, The Mist is a bit weird But that's yeah, Not WTF is it I'm gonna say. It's more two. backstory than. Yeah, it's is, is low. Two. It's more just like setting up the scene. Yeah, there'll be weirder stuff as it comes. So we've got a 7, a 5, a 7, and a 2. So that is uh, 21. Let me do the maths. Well, it's, it's 7, 7, 7, isn't it? It's 21. Well, you do that all the time, and it annoys <laughs> the shit out I of me mean, every time you do it. <sighs> anyway, Dan, um, thank you so much for. Uh, I hope you enjoy Nenea as much as I do and I promise it won't drag as much to the uh, Odyssey as well okay that was a lot of episodes yeah it well no offense there'll be more content to it if you know okay. I mean. there won't be any one I'm where... interested to know where there's already a bit of crossover I'm interested to know where it's different there's a lot of homage there isn't there okay yeah uh, but yeah I think it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks and I'm looking forward to doing more uh, Dan where can people find us online Facebook and Twitter at Miss Podcast and if you want to follow me at the time, House Comedy. And if you want to email us uh, about your favourite thing that you need so far, or if you've got any recommendations for Norse mythology, yes, we're doing Norse after this. So uh, any tales about Thor or uh, Odin or anything like that, get in touch, tell us your favourite. Uh, or even if it's not Norse and you just want to tell us any any myth from anything. Maybe tell. you just want you know, some help with life problems. <laughs> we're also agony Arts, We're more than happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm to us I don't I don't know anyone's problems Who are that bad they're willing to message to mediocre podcast hosts about it but I, I mean I won't seek professional help at this point but we're happy to help uh, miss Podcast at gmail.com yes. Is where you would go to do that and if you wanted to give us five stars on iTunes because you love this podcast so goddamn much you would go on iTunes. Uh, yes or your podcast profile. sorry I messed that up was <laughs> more of a statement really uh, also if you give us money uh, for our Patreon or Ko-fi and this would be the last week you can donate to my Indiegogo campaign so if you're listening this week help help Donate, please. But I imagine you've probably listened to it too late. So, shame on you. Don't ever be a fan of mine again. But do see me live. See me at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. I'm trying to go for a bit of like a manic kind of... No, I like it, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like... like reverse psychology. They don't know where to stand with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But do see my Edinburgh Fringe show. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's going very well. Thank you for asking. How's it going? Really well. Thank you oh, for great. asking. And I I'm very happy with the show at the moment. Uh, I did a gig in Canterbury. I did a preview there. And I think it was honestly... I was like genuinely over the moon with it as well. Good gig. And then the next day I was in Derby, which was still a good gig, but harder work. Uh, yeah, I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe between the 1st of August to the 25th of August, apart from the 12th. Tickets are £5 for my show called Matt Horse Here Comes Your Man at 10 past 7. Please come and see it, because uh, uh, Dan, I've had big, big news here, but I've sold currently a gentleman's five tickets. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Only a thousand more to go! Nice. Uh, so uh if you've got a thousand friends, bring them along please. Uh apart from that, um, uh, there anything else to say Dan? Not really, actually. Think you it. Should I do some lunges? Do some lunges, go on. Alright, you say s- something inspirational, I was like. Uh, how are my lunges looking Dan? Pretty good. I'm actually quite impressed your trousers are holding up. Yeah. Matt's trousers have not split. <laughs> Do Now, should I do the splits? For my sake, please don't. <laughs> Why not? Well, you know how this gets on. Ah, uh, he's fallen, he's fallen. I think I my Say bye, Matt. <laughs> bye! <laughs> <laughs> Myths. Myths. 71 of myths and uh today we are going to have a one minute silence for our full why i gonna go with this <laughs> i was gonna ask you where you're going with this are you taking the mickey out of people to do one minute silences let's start again <laughs>